Hey everyone, welcome to this week's release of the 10-Minute Market Update on the Real Market Talks podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Here's what's happening. Atlanta has emerged as a vibrant hub for the fashion and footwear industry, with luxury brand Louis Vuitton hosting its first trunk show in the city, signaling strong market demand. Influencers, stylists, and high-profile clients were in attendance, showcasing the city's affluent consumer base and its growing reputation as a top sneaker market, second only to New York and Los Angeles. Retailers across various segments have noted Atlanta's high performance, with luxury brands Giuseppe Zanotti capitalizing on the local clientele, including celebrities and athletes, highlighting the city's creative and entertainment scene. The city's retail real estate market is booming, driven by a flourishing economy and population growth. Despite the stagnation in central business districts, neighborhoods like Toco Hills, Summer Hill, Buckhead, and Midtown continue to thrive, especially along the Beltline Trail project. But the market faces challenges such as historically low vacancy rates and high land development costs, which have led to a scarcity of retail space and have made new developments financially challenging. Rental rates in prime areas remain favorable, making Atlanta an attractive destination for retailers looking to expand. To navigate the competitive and evolving retail landscape, existing players are exploring innovative strategies. The Athletes Foot and Whitaker Group, for example, are experimenting with new store concepts and expanding into untapped markets within and outside Atlanta's perimeter. These developments highlight the dynamic nature of Atlanta's retail market, offering both opportunities and challenges for retailers aiming to tap into the city's growing consumer base and its position as an expanding hub for fashion and entertainment. Luxury retailers are leveraging their substantial cash reserves to secure prime real estate in the world's most exclusive shopping districts, marking a strategic shift towards owning rather than leasing their prestigious storefronts. In notable transactions, Prada and Kering have invested nearly $1.8 billion combined in New York City's Fifth Avenue properties, while LVMH is in talks to acquire space currently occupied by Bergdorf Goodman's Men's Store. This trend is not confined to New York. Luxury brands have also been active in Europe, acquiring properties in Paris's Avenue Montaigne and London's New Bond Street. These moves reflect the luxury retailers' desire for long-term stability and control over their retail environments, freeing themselves from the unpredictability of landlord-controlled leases and the high rents that come with premium locations. The motivation behind these acquisitions stems from the astronomical rents luxury retailers face in prime locations which have not yet surpassed pre-pandemic levels, but remain highest in the world, averaging $2,000 a square foot on Upper Fifth Avenue. By owning their spaces, luxury brands can avoid major rent increases that come with lease renewals, ensuring their presence in well-known, successful addresses without enriching landlords. This strategic real estate acquisition allows these retailers to protect their long-term presence in key cities and secure prime locations for luxury retail, as evidenced by Chanel's and LVMH's recent purchases in San Francisco and Beverly Hills. The surge in luxury goods shopping, which led to record profits for the world's largest luxury retailers, 
has empowered these companies to invest in real estate as a means of securing their future in desirable locations. Despite a slowdown in sales growth, companies like LVMH continue to report strong financial results, encouraging further investment in real estate. Luxury retailers are also exploring new markets and expanding their store footprint to accommodate larger collections and new offerings, such as restaurants and bars within their retail spaces. The concentration of luxury retailers in prime shopping corridors, fueled by their impressive cash reserves and advantageous financing options, underscores a competitive dynamic where luxury brands vie for the most coveted real estate, driving up demand and prices in these exclusive shopping districts. Oklahoma City could potentially become the site of the new tallest building in America, a surprise shift from traditional skyscraper locations like New York City. The proposed Boardwalk at Bricktown complex, envisioned by AO and Madison Capital, aims to construct a 1907-foot skyscraper that would not only become the tallest in the nation, but also the sixth tallest globally. This ambitious project, spanning over three acres and offering more than five million square feet of mixed-use space, promises to transform the downtown area into a vibrant urban hub. The development plans include residential, hospitality, retail, dining, and entertainment spaces, each designed to enhance the city's dynamic presence and promising future with luxury amenities and state-of-the-art facilities. The boardwalk at Bricktown is posed to feature a trio of towers, each reaching 345 feet, and a monumental fourth tower, referred to as Legends Tower, soaring over 1907 feet, a figure symbolically chosen to commemorate Oklahoma's admission to the Union in 1907. This mixed-use marvel aims to house a 480-key Dream Hotel by Hyatt, additional Hyatt service condominiums, nearly 1,800 residential units spanning a range of affordability, and over 110,000 square feet dedicated to retail and dining. The Pinnacle of Legends Tower plans to offer public access to an observatory, restaurant, and bar, providing panoramic views of Oklahoma City. Despite the groundbreaking proposal, the project's realization hinges on final approval from city authorities, with current zoning regulations necessitating a revised application for the envisioned skyscraper height. The development's ambitious scope seeks to redefine Oklahoma City's skyline and assert its status on the national stage, surpassing One World Trade Center in New York by 131 feet. If realized, the boardwalk at Bricktown would mark an important milestone in Oklahoma City's growth, attracting investment and diversifying the local economy, according to Scott Madison, CEO of Madison Capital. This development could herald a new era for Oklahoma City, positioning it as a landmark destination in the United States. Although the demand for office space has declined, there has been an increasing trend of converting suburban office buildings into industrial real estate, a shift driven by changes in workplace models and a soaring demand for industrial spaces. This trend is fueled by the e-commerce boom, necessitating more logistics and storage facilities. Teresha Aird from Offices.net observes that this nationwide movement is propelled by the need to repurpose underutilized properties, with industrial space vacancies at a low of 3.8% compared to office spaces at 18%. 
Similarly, in Canada, areas like Mississauga have become focal points for such transformations, leveraging their proximity to strategic locations for industrial and manufacturing operations. It's important to note that converting office spaces into industrial uses presents several challenges, including zoning restrictions, community opposition, and the physical transformation requirements of these buildings to suit industrial needs. Jason Nbara of Northland Financial highlights the intricate challenges and the lengthy approval processes involved in these conversions, despite their financial and strategic appeal. The suburban infrastructure, often more adaptable to industrial activities, requires heavy modifications to accommodate new industrial uses, from logistics to urban agriculture or life science labs. Looking ahead, the trend of office to industrial conversions is expected to persist, with potential adjustments influenced by economic factors such as interest rates, inflation, and consumer spending. The adaptability of commercial real estate to new market demand suggests that with strategic planning and possibly public-private partnerships, the challenges of converting suburban office spaces can be navigated successfully. This ongoing transformation reflects a broader willingness to repurpose commercial properties, showcasing the dynamic nature of the real estate market and adapting to shifting demands and economic conditions. Thanks again for tuning in to this week's episode of the Real Market Talks podcast, and I'll catch you next week when we return.